0: Hey everyone, this is episode 7 of Deep Dive Conversations with Natalie and today we are going to be talking about some scary shit. In today's episode, I did something a little different. I asked on my socials for people to send in some spooky stories or paranormal encounters that they may have had and I got some responses. I got a story from two of um, really close people to me. They are brothers from another mother. They've known me since I've been in diapers. (laughs) Embarrassing. (laughs) And um, unfortunately, they have experienced some spooky encounters. Um, And they were quick to share with me their stories, which were really... um, I would say relatable for one and completely gave me full body chills for the other. So I'll leave it up to you which one you think um, (laughs) I felt for which one. And I also have a personal story of myself that was pretty freaky. I'm pretty sure it's like 99.97% sure it was a paranormal encounter. Um, And then a personal survival story from my mother. Unfortunately, she speaks Brooklyn English. So I, um, apparently I do too. I just said Brooklyn English. I meant to say (laughs) broken English. It is a story that's been told to me kind of like my whole life growing up. But I feel like as I get older, the more I understand bits and parts of it. And the scarier it gets, like the realization of it. So I really felt the need to want to share um, this incredible story. I still can't believe, you know, like she freaking survived and it's straight out of a horror movie, like textbook, like horror movie um if i was a director i would be capitalizing off of this idea but i'm not so um maybe someone else can but like please give us credit because it's my mom's ex- my mama's experience okay um that would be great <laughs> but i would be sitting here for like a million years trying to explain what she's saying because they feel like me and my mom have our own special language when we talk that only we really understand and also when you know someone's cadence and the way they speak you can understand them better so um it's something that she's translated over for me to be able to share on this podcast and um this is definitely different from anything else i've put out so far so i do hope you enjoy this and stick around and subscribe if you would like to be on this podcast definitely shoot me a message instagram email let me know what you want to talk about i'm pretty open we can literally talk about anything like grilled cheese Mm, yeah let's talk about grilled cheese but today not today we're going to be talking about paranormal encounters So for the first story this evening, we're just going to tiptoe in the shallow end and have a soft entrance of the story that was shared to me by Vedran. It was not really written out because it was a very short story, but basically he went to the movies to go see the movie Annabelle. When he was driving home, it was dark and it was cloudy and... Maybe more foggy than cloudy because it was night and it was probably past midnight. As he's driving home in his large seven seater Durango, he appears to look at his review mirror and he swears that he sees a demonic presence. The same demonic presence that was in the movie of Annabelle in the back seat of his car as he's driving, and then he looks up again to be like, what the fuck, and it's gone. Um, He said it only happened once, only after watching that movie, and it's never happened to him ever again. And for the second spooky story, we have a written in personal experience from fernando he is one of the brothers from another mother um i guess i forgot to mention that vedran the first person who wrote in um or sent me his story is the other brother from another mother and uh, i say that because they are best friends to my older brothers and they became like my honorary brothers over time and uh, we've always been super close ever since so it's really um interesting to hear this side of their story, to see this side of them, Um, so I hope you enjoy this one. This is, uh, I've had to record this twice now, um, actually a couple times, and uh, it's intense every time, so um, this format will be different because this was written out to me, kind of like in a story format, so I'm just going to read it straight from the source, Um, The title is called, How I Found Out Jesus Is Real and So Are Demons. When I was 16, I had my first real girlfriend. She was my first love. We will call her Jane. We dated for a year and everything was great until I wanted to go to church with her. She believed in God but didn't want to go to church, especially if that meant that we couldn't be intimate anymore. Jane eventually broke up with me because I started to go to church and didn't want to fool around anymore. I was devastated. My heart was broken. My sadness turned to regret and then into anger. I became angry at God and declared openly that I chose to no longer believe in him. I blamed him for having me lost my first love. I told my mom that I refused to go to church and that I was done with God. My mom looked at me in the eye and said, I hope you have a real experience with the spiritual world and realize that God is real and that this life is not a game. I laughed and mocked what she said. That night when I went to bed, I had a dream. In that dream, the point of view was that of someone walking towards my back door. I thought it was me walking to my back door. Then I suddenly realized it wasn't because whoever it was asked me a question. It said, can you let me inside your house? At that point, I knew it was something weird, so I said, hell no. Then it said, can I come in if I look like Jane? I responded with a hopeful yes, come in. Then it came in. Now in my dream, I was laying on my right side, but on the couch. I was looking toward the kitchen where I had thought Jane had just come in. There in the doorway of the kitchen and living room stood a figure. This thing was tall, probably seven feet, and it was skinny with thin, long hair all over its body and face. It had red eyes that were set deep into its sockets. I finally came to the realization that this was not Jane. Before my eyes stood a demon. I instantly felt fear in my heart. What the hell did i let in my house the demon then darted to the kitchen and grabbed a long pronged fork then boom i'm absolutely conscious that i'm in my room and start to feel a humming and pulsating feeling come over me starting from my feet all the way up to my head i'm now frozen i can't move and i'm on my right side but on my bed i then hear scratching near where my face and neck are I slightly opened my right eye, just enough to see. My window was open and the moonlight had lit up my room so I could see clearly. So I could see it clearly. To my shock, I saw the face of the demon. It had two large eyes that were completely black. It had a small mouth and two small holes where their nose is supposed to be. It had blonde hair, and surprisingly it reminded me of Johnny Bravo's hair, actually. It seemed like this demon was trying to claw at my face and neck, but something was protecting me. I now believe that pulsating and humming sound was some sort of protective barrier. I firmly believe it was God's protection. I say this because that thing was trying to rip my face apart, but it couldn't access me. I closed my eyes again and I tried to reassure myself that this is a dream. It's not real. So I opened my right eye again, hoping it was gone. But this time, the demon realized I saw it and was watching me. It paused for a moment and got closer to my face. We looked at each other eye to eye. They say the eyes are the window to the soul. Well, let me tell you, when I looked into this thing's eyes, there was nothing except a black vastness of darkness. It was hollow, and I could feel it was filled with violent anger and malice. The demon's face then contorted in anger as if it was mustering all of its force to get to me. I was filled with terror and I thought that I was going to die. I instantly started saying, in the name of Jesus, in my mind repeatedly. Then I started saying, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, in my mind, over and over again. Suddenly, the screeching and pulsating sound started to dissipate. I then sat up, drenched in sweat. I repeatedly started saying, there is power in the name of Jesus. I then felt this anger and rage rise up inside of me. Fear left me and I got up and I started walking to my door. I could hear the demon that was now outside my door in the hallway. I walked towards it with a determination for it to get out of my house. I started repeating, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave my house. I suddenly heard a quick shuffling of feet. It then ran into the washroom, and with my own eyes, I saw a figure jump through the washroom window. This experience absolutely solidified my faith in Jesus Christ and showed me that He is God, and that there indeed is a spirit realm where there are evil, malignant beings that hate mankind. Okay, well, that was definitely, like, super intense, as I as I previously mentioned. Um, this one is going to be my own experience, so we can, like, light lighthearted it up, because the last story that we're going to end with is super dramatic and intense as well, um, because I like to layer things, like a cake, you know, like, give you the the lighthearted, then the heavy, then the lighthearted, then the heavy, you know, um, so this story happened to me a couple years ago, um, back when everyone was binge-watching, watching everything, and I was binge-watching, um, that one show that was, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, yes, The Haunting of Hill House, and, um, there were a lot of scenes I remember of like just pop-up ghosts and like there were the whole premise of the show to scare you. I would say there's a lot of pop-ups and a lot of like boo scares, um, pop-up scares. That's the word. <laughs> and um, I remember we were like really into it cause that's all we would watch. And I was being silly one night and in my um, fiance's house that he grew up in it's very dark and it's very old and um it's just structured yeah it's just it's was built in the 19 whatever and like it just has you know the old wood accents it's really dark because there's not a lot of lighting in the um the staircase slash hallway area like you have to turn a lamp on if you wanted some light um because like the main light is kind of like a lot so you know how there's just like a lamp or the main light so usually just the lamp is on which keeps it still quite dark because the staircase is dark and then the hallway is just lit by this tiny lamp so in the there's lots of corners and lots of dark shadows and stuff I've heard that the, the the house was haunted before so um me and my fiance like to play pranks with each other um like to play pranks with each other. And I hid in the corner of um, the hallway in our room. And so that he couldn't see me until like he turned the corner because it's so dark until you like open up the door of the bedroom and you turn on the light. Um, like you just kind of it's just that like robotic movement of just like going straight into the room turning on the light like you don't really expect anything, you know, so you're just, like, used to just going to turn on the light, so you don't really know your surroundings as much if you know what I'm talking about, um, so I hid in the corner of our room and the hallway, and I, um, as he was coming up the stairs, he didn't notice that I was there, like, right in front of him, he didn't even notice, because it's so dark in there that, like, you couldn't see me, and so I jumped out, and I went, boo, and I scared him, he fell to the ground, he started laughing super hard, and it was hilarious, and so, I was like, ha ha ha, got you, because I find it hilarious when, like, I scare people, but I hate it when people scare me, and so we went to bed, and then in the middle of the night, I needed to go to the washroom, as I usually do, and it's, like, two, three in the morning, and I'm, um, the washroom is in the middle of, like, the staircase, and our room is, like, so, um, in our room at, at the old house that we used to live at. It was like his room, the washroom, and then the staircase, if you can imagine it like that. So I, coming out of the washroom, you got to turn right to go into our room. And in the exact same corner where I had stood there and scared Chris, I saw somebody. Like it wasn't, like it wasn't a specific face or anything it was just a figure it was just like this you could tell it was a figure and that it tried to boo scare me and I went (gasps) and just went straight to bed hid under my covers and I was like nope 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 not playing pranks ever again that was enough um but it was definitely my first I would say actual paranormal encounter because I could fully see that there was like a it was a child and in the um series. I remember, I remember, uh, I am pretty sure one of the ghosts was a child as well. So it was just super creepy. Um, because it was such a child thing to do, you know, like scaring people and pulling pranks is such a childish, childish thing to do, which I admit to doing. Um, you know, I like to be young and be playful at heart because that's what keeps you young. And, um, But yeah, I was just done with pranks at that point because, um, and I became severely afraid of the dark in that house. (laughs) I had every light on every time his his mom hated it, um, which I don't blame her for because now that I pay my own bills, I don't like the lights on. But, um, yeah, definitely don't, don't spook someone in a house that has like already been, um, said to have been seen ghosts there, if that makes sense. I said that sentence super weird, but you know what I mean? Like if someone says, oh, there's like paranormal activity here. I saw a ghost here before. Don't be like, okay, I'm going to prank somebody and then like not expect to be pranked back by a ghost. That was, that was lesson that I got out of that anyway. Okay, so for the last story of this episode, this is the story that my mother has told me um, ever since I was young, as I previously mentioned, and um, it's really intense and crazy. So um, yeah, here we go. This is a story that takes place in her hometown of Cambodia, and for a brief relevant history lesson... In 1975, when she was 11 years old, my mother and many other citizens were forced to escape from a heavily armed and cruel regime called the Khmer Rouge. They wanted to create a quotation master race. In result, they killed nearly 2 million innocent lives that were either executed for not following orders or suffered starvation, disease, and overexhaustion. They had to escape through the jungle to vietnam which had a refugee camp and they had to avoid uh being seen by the regime or they would be captured forced to uh, be forced into forced labor um, hard labor and or forced to join their army um so in order to escape from that they had to go into the jungle and not only be worried about being seen and captured but also the animals that inhabited the jungle i can't tell you how other than a higher power that protected my mom the entire journey through the jungle um, unfortunately during this story her best friend was less fortunate Um, it was late one night and they had just set up their camp. They would set up every night somewhere different and keep moving throughout the day. So they were setting up camp for the night. And, um, my mom who was 11 usually slept beside her older friend who was 14. Um, she was kind of like her buddy that would always, they would look out for each other throughout the trek through the jungle to Vietnam. And she was always kind of like her older sister that took care of her. Um, so when they were setting up camp and they were getting ready to go to bed, my mom went searching around the camp to try to find her friend to get ready to, to go to bed. And she went around asking the elders if anyone had seen her. And they actually mentioned that they didn't see her all day. So my mom, being the little badass that she is, went searching in the dark by herself with just a little torch for a light. Off she went to go search for her friend, and she heard some voices down by the water bank. So she followed the sound of the voices until she came across another camp. As she walks and enters this camp, she sees a campfire that is heating up nothing other than a huge pot full of boiling water. God knows what was in it, because she didn't look, but she continued to walk until she saw pieces of flesh hanging on bamboo sticks that were sharpened into spears. She kept walking until she saw the freshly decapitated head of her missing friend. She shrieked in fear and horror and quickly fled towards the deep, dark forest. As she ran away, she heard the monsters that savagely took the life of her best friend say that she was next she knew she couldn't outrun these people later to be known as the people of the jungle who were cannibals and savages but she did know that she was tiny and could hide underneath the thick tree roots that covered the forest she hid and kept as quiet as possible even as they searched the forest and came very close to her she held her breath as long as she could as the footfalls near her began to crumble the dirt beneath the tree roots she forced herself to relax and she forced her body into a state of relaxation so that she could stay as quiet as possible she stayed in that exact position until daylight broke and they were nowhere in sight when she felt safe too and she felt like it had been enough time that had passed She dusted the dirt off of her and ran straight back to her camp, where the elders were equally shocked and relieved to see my mother. She was so traumatized by what she had just saw and encountered, she could not utter another word until three months later. No one knew what happened to her best friend until my mom summoned the courage to speak again months later. To this day, this story still gives me shivers. Um, I thank God that He watched over her throughout this whole time because that could have easily been my mom that was savagely, savagely taken and I don't, even, I can't even. That's just disgusting, and that it boggles my mind how close to death that she was. Not only in this scenario, but throughout her entire life, she is just one strong brave, badass woman and I am so lucky to call her my mom. She is definitely the epitome of strength and courage and bravery and um, yeah, that was my mom's story that she encountered when she was 11 years old. Not really paranormal, but pretty close to just downright dreadful that's it for this episode thank you to everyone who wrote in um sent in voice memos that let me share their story I'm super grateful to my mother especially for letting me share her stories um especially I I don't know why I keep saying especially I'm sorry but thank you for listening this far I hope you continue to listen And if you would like to be on this podcast, shoot me a message on Instagram or email me. I'll leave the details in the description and hopefully we get to hear you talking about whatever you want to talk about on the next episode. Please subscribe and stay tuned and thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.